I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. How are you feeling today, Isaac Harris? So I'm feeling pretty good. I just sold my couch, like just straight out of my house, and I currently have nothing to sit on, and I don't know how to feel about it. He's sitting Indian style on the floor right now doing this podcast. <laughs> no, we so we've been trying to hey, shout out to because I'm a company man, five hey. mi- five miles app, uh sponsor of the Dallas Mavericks. Um It's on the jersey. They know. <laughs> uh and on the court too. So Oh that's true. So anyway, my, my my wife and I sold uh our couch. We've had our couch on there and long story short, this guy wrote us say, Hey, can I just come check it out? Rolls up, says, yeah, I like it. Pulls out cash, brought a buddy with him and said, hey, we're ready to load it up. And I'm like, oh, Did you crap. hold the cash up to the light? <laughs> no, I didn't. I How many bands did he have around his cash? <laughs> did you smell it first? <laughs> no, nah, they were super nice, super cool. But, I mean, I'm sitting here Most with drug like, dealers my, are. my wife and son and everything. We're like, oh, crap, what are we going to watch TV on? I have, like, the Denver OKC game on. and they So they leave and I literally have a, a huge blank living room. But I'm like, hey, well, I guess I'm just going to set up my kitchen table and just... He calls his dog over and he <laughs> sits down on his dog. It's like, yeah, I need, a, I need something to set up. Your dog is big enough to be a seat. <laughs> yes, my dog is amazing. I love my dog. Speaking of drug dealers, none of you tweeted me that you guys know what drugs are like and that if, Good. Uh, if a Luca run is better than drugs. I'm disappointed in all of you. Good. No, I'm super <laughs> proud of all of you guys. <laughs> this is remaining, a great thing. Remaining silent on this issue. <laughs> um, I have a proposition for you, Isaac, before we start the show, which, by the way... Ooh, I'm ready. We'll talk about tanking a little bit on this show. We'll talk about the Cuban rebrand comments from the other day from Monday's show. If you didn't listen to Monday's show, we had Mark Cuban on the podcast. That is right. Our little podcast had Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks. It's so funny that we are locked on Mavericks, this show that is all about the Dallas Mavericks, and we had the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks on. It's just kind of it's kind of crazy. It is cool. Yeah, and... It's cool to have uh, him on to talk about some topics that fans um, want to hear about, even though it was not answers that fans want to hear. Yeah, not necessarily. But and then we may talk about the NBA playoffs and the playoff picture right now. But before we do that, Isaac, a proposition for you. Ooh, I'm so ready. All right, there's two sets of free agents this summer that I have my eye on. Hmm. Okay. okay. There's the Lopez brothers, right? Both of them will be free agents. Ooh, both of them. And. There's the Morai twins. They will both also be free agents this summer. Unrestricted, all of them. You said the ha- Morai twins? The Morris twins. Markeith and Marcus Morris. Wow. If you had to, as the Dallas Mavericks, you had to sign a set of either of the two, which would you rather? The Brooke and Robin Lopez or Markeith and Marcus Morris? Same. Let's say same money because they're, they're probably about the gonna, same right now. I was going to say, I mean, would it take all of my 87? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're 87. Get out of here with your 87. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, for, for basketball fit in, in this game today, I, I take the Morse brothers. I love the the, the Lopez brothers, especially with like around Porzingis and Luca. 
I mean, in a weird world, you could start both Morris brothers <laughs> with Porzingis and Luca, and, and it would be, be a weird world. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love the Lopez brothers. Man, that'd be so fun. I mean, can you imagine playing Brooke with? I guess you'd play Brooke with with KP. Brooke, Brooke with Porzingis. Now, now you would not be able to rebound off of like a relationship let alone the basketball you just wouldn't be able to rebound at all you can play two. either with them though like you can put but robin yeah. in there to be a defensive guy with right. kp and kp at the four so right uh but then you with with brooke lopez and borzingis as your your four or five oof that's some shooting right there mark cuban talked about getting bigs and shooting there you go you just that's, you just got both of those things that's in some one paint guy. protection too yeah brooke lopez is underrated as a paint protector yeah, because it's weird because you think of sometimes when you think of shot blockers, you think of them as rebounders too, and he's not really that, but he's a shot blocker. Right. He blocks some shots, but he does he does deflect, and uh, he he patrols the paint. Can you imagine that press conference though? If you got like, both of them, oh, they'd be so happy, especially the Morris brother, because remember they signed that joint contract in Phoenix, <laughs> and then Phoenix did him dirty and sent one of them away. Can't remember which one. You know how fun, how fun it would be to carry, to cover the Lopez brothers? Yes. That would be so fun to see them together at night. Especially okay. on the, the trip to Orlando. <laughs> You're talking me into this. I kind of really want it now. Get, get one of the two sets. I, I just want, if it's not the Mavericks, then any other team. The Mavericks just have some of the most money this summer. But any team, get both of them. Just get both of one of the two sets. I want to see the Twins together. The Morris twins, they're kind of hard to tell apart at some points. But, they have the same tattoos. Uh, I mean, heck, sign, up, sign all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Twin Central. Love the new twin convention stri- in Dallas. <laughs> if you strike out on the, the big name free agents, just go for sets. Okay, tweet us. I might do this as a poll on, on uh, the Locked On's Twitter page, which, by the way, shout out to the Raccoon Squad. Shout out to everybody, all the listeners. We reached 2,000 followers on, on Twitter for the Locked On page, which is awesome. It's, it's awesome. fun. Also, I, yes, the 41, the 41 accounts that, I, that the Locked On Mavs account is following is very intentional. I have, I have very painstakingly chosen which accounts to make sure that it is exactly 41. And today we hit 41 follow, following 41 and 2,011 followers at the Pretty same, much at the same we- time, and it was great. If we ever follow somebody else with it, then we will have to take someone off to always stay at 41. Sorry, Locked On Nets. It's probably going to be you guys. <laughs> but to to that defense, we're never on that account, or at least I'm hardly ever on that account. So uh, it's not like I'm going to be scrolling down the timeline of uh, our Locked On Mavs uh, accounts. So. It's my account to make jokes as if I was a diehard fan of the Mavericks, which I know you guys all know. If I tried to do that on my account, you'd be like, you're a fraud. Wait, who are you a fan of? I'm a fan of justice, Isaac. <laughs> Truth and justice. How are those Lakers doing? Gosh, they're terrible. Oh, anyway, I, I'm sick of talking about. I'm sick of hearing about the Lakers. I'm done. But with, yeah, I'm done talking about them too. Um, I'm, I'm just. I'm ready for them to make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I'll do. I'll put a poll up. Which would you rather have? Tweet us. The the Lopez brothers or the Morris twins this summer? You have to pick us. You I have like to pick it. the set. You have to. You have to get both. So Lopez brothers or the Morris brothers. You imagine a uh, let's say, let's say the Mavericks for some reason Maxi doesn't come back or something, but you replace him with with Robin, and you have Robin and Dwight Powell coming off the bench. <laughs> That'd they're, be very interesting. 
There's a weird world though in which all all four of them could fit if they would all sign. Yeah, you'd have to play one of the Morai at three, pretty much exclusively though, because he's still, still yeah, Dwight. Yeah, can play at three for sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. Could you play all four of them at the same time with Luca or Jalen? Ooh, no. <laughs> That's huge. You'd be asking, yeah, you'd be asking Marcus to play the two at that point. That'd be kind of tough. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's talk about tanking. Uh. All right, Isaac. So we we have had the tanking conversation on this podcast many a time before. Everyone knows that I am for it in certain certain situations. I was for it last year. I was a big proponent of it last year. I'm not for it this year. You were just against it in general as a tactic overall. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a pro tanker. I'm not a fan of it. Right. And um, yeah, I You're, lean towards yeah. He's against it. It's been established. You've gone over your, your whole thing. But Very true. The question now is not, do, would we want the Mavericks to tank? That is not the question I want to ask today. The question I want to ask today is, do we think the Mavericks are intentionally tanking, or do you think that they are trying to lose games? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question to um, for me to, to answer directly. But, okay, I'll, I'll lay out some things to to watch for if into that it could point you toward to a direction on what they could do. Um, Luca being out those first few games after the all-star break, you know, you you know, your, your ears perk up about that. I'm like, okay, there, there was a tweet by Dwayne price that, uh, Mavs.com, uh, reporter Dwayne price, who is an excellent Twitter follow. He's just, I mean, I, one of my favorite people <laughs> to follow on Twitter, but, uh, he, he uh, he had this uh, he had this tweet. And I actually pulled it up, and this was in Utah before uh, that second uh, game after the playoff break. He said, "Luca's so funny and such a kid at heart." <laughs> a few minutes ago in the locker room, he asked me, "Am I playing tonight?" <clears throat> if Luca's asking Dwayne <laughs> if he's playing tonight, um, and yeah, <laughs> as as a Mavericks, you know, you're a contributor, so you're not a full employee. You're not, you know, you're not yeah, yeah. in that stuff. But talking to all the other full employees that are that write for Mavs.com, that do things for Mavs.com, you know what kind of access they get. They talk about it on numbers on the board too. If you guys ever listen to that show, which copied our intro, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get upset about it. It was, e- it was easy. It was easy one to do. But and you talk to them about their kind of access. You, you've listened to them on on the podcast if you have. It's not like Rick is telling them the things that he's going to do. He's not really telling them much more than what other media, regular media, you know, ESPN, the SB Nation, so things like that, what they get to hear. Yeah. Um, it, it just, yeah. That's just, I made yeah. that point just to say it's surprising that he would, that Luca would ask. It's not like <laughs> Dwayne had a conversation with Rick earlier that day and Luca is trying to actually get a real answer from him. It was just funny that he came in and asked a media person. Yeah, Luca asked that because that, that's been the biggest thing about the whole um, tanking and uh, losing and how they'll approach these last 20 something games is it, it all hinges on Luca because we, we saw the other night against the Clippers. It doesn't matter who you throw out there. Luka Doncic is so good. He's already a top 25, maybe top 20 player in the league that he can put any team on his shoulders. And we saw him the other night hitting crazy shots. It doesn't matter. If he's on the court, you're going to have a chance. So 
that's why we've been saying all along, will Dallas at some point shut him down? And that's what people, even before the uh, trade down, was like, hey, watch out. You know, you heard Brian Windhorst, some of these guys on their pod saying, watch Dallas. You know, they could shut Luka down tank. And that's what, you know, we're like, there's no way they would just shut Luka down and just say, wrap it up. You know, he's setting out the last 20 some games. But, you know, he set out those first two games coming out of the All Star break. He came back against, you know, the Clippers. I, I think just to keep an, just watch him, you know, keep an eye on him. I think that is a telling factor of everything. Will he get exactly the same treatment that he's gotten uh, all season long? And we're talking about will we see some random games in which he sets out and which we'll get all oh, Lucas not playing tomorrow. He has a sore back. He has a sore knee. He has he's, you know, some rest or something like that. And then when in the games that he does play, Watch his rotations. Will he still have the same rotations? Will they bring him back in the fourth quarter sometimes? That's where you might get a sense. And, you know, Rick made that comment at the Porzingis trade press conference that was a small, tiny red flag on, okay, uh, maybe a direction they were going. When he said, we're going to be very fluid and we're going to experiment. <laughs> we even um, talked about that when he first said yes. that. So that, that was a little... Uh, that was a little uh, insight on what kind of what they're going to plan on doing for these this last stretch. Because one of the ma- main things is it's not the second half of the season. A lot of people yeah. get that mixed up. And a reporter started off the press conference the other night with Rick Carlos saying, "You know, what's your plan for the second half of the season?" Rick just interrupted him. Second half? You looked at the you know the date. <laughs> like, it is the second half of the season if you count the whole NBA season for the entire league, right? The second half of the season because you count the playoffs. Playoffs go all the way to June, right? Like that's when it's the second half of the season. If you're the Warriors, if you're a team that's going to go all the way to the finals, but it's not for any of these other teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, the, after, when after the All Star break, the Mavericks had 25 games left, so that's a third of the season essentially left, and not you know a half. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so yeah, so just watch Luca. What they do with Luca over these next, you know, over this next month or so will kind of just determine a little bit into the path that they're going. One thing that I, I saw on Twitter from our guy Jimmy from All Things Mavs is last year, I think, think it was on Dan Patrick's show, Mark Cuban went on and said, uh, talked that whole thing about when he kind of admitted that they were tanking, right? He went on that whole thing, and uh, one of the points that he made is like, well, when you have Solomon Measury shooting threes, you know, and he kind of just left it at this point where, you know, crazy things will happen if your team is not really in it to win it, per se, you know? And um, has Solomon Measury shot any threes lately? <laughs> I think he even made one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we've, se- we've seen Salah hit threes, and so... Yes, it is, you know, maybe a coincidence that that was a th- one thing that he mentioned specifically, and now we're seeing this thing happen when this question of are the Mavericks tanking arises. Now we're seeing this thing happen that Cuban said, if we are doing this, these things should happen, <laughs> and it did happen with Sala shooting threes. I don't know. I, I, I feel like that is uh, a little indicative of where the Mavericks are if they're allowing things like that to happen. Sala shooting threes, the experimentation, like you're saying, experimenting with letting guys expand their game a little bit. Salah being one of those guys, another guy being Dwight taking more threes, um, having Jalen post up more. I've seen some Jalen post ups in the, you know, his little post ups in the lane, trying to create some more for himself, uh, trying Trey Burke here and there, trying Courtney Lee here and there, uh, not trying Ryan broke off at all. 
at all. Can, can we get some Ryan Brokoff minutes somewhere? Courtney Lee. Can we get some a little bit of Courtney Lee? Yeah, true. Um, you know, I was just say it's just it's really unfortunate, really, what kind of where the Mavericks are at because if they make any other type of trade at the de- okay, not well, if they make any other type of big time blockbuster trade. In almost every other situ- situation, the star that you're getting back is playing. It's going to play. Yeah. And by getting Porzingis, you're obviously delaying it until next year, which we're, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're getting two superstars going to your future. That's awesome. But it, it's kind of unfortunate when you look at this year because everything's playing out right now perfectly with the other teams that you would want if you're if you're the Mavericks and you're wanting to push for these playoffs. It just sucks that the hole that you dug yourself into is looking more and more like every every day that goes by that's getting just too deep because you look at those teams above them and like before we looked at them like all right, you know, Lakers going to turn it around like you know, anytime now, LeBron, they could get Anthony Davis. Before the deadline, it was you're just waiting for them to flip the switch. LeBron, they could get AD. They're going to flip the switch. Hey, playoff mode activated, and they're going to make their push. Even look at the teams. The Clippers traded off their best, you know, their best score. And if they fall out of the playoffs, they get their lottery pick. So, like, they have a reason to drop out. The Spurs are dropping. The Pelicans are in turmoil. And, like, so you just look at all these teams. Like, I know the Kings, but the Kings just lost the game. The Kings are fun. They're exciting. But all of these teams, they're not, like, separating themselves. So, in in a different world, if Porzingis was playing right now, they're... They're everybody's favorite pick right now to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, they'd be the Kings. Like everybody's picking the Kings right now. Everybody wants the Kings to make the the playoffs. And the Kings have besides Harrison Barnes, they have no guys on their team with playoff experience. They have they have nobody that's ever even sniffed like the playoffs. I'm sure Corey Brewer, if he's on the team still, obviously has playoff experience, but none of their contributing guys have really been to the playoffs very much. Um, this this run for the Mavericks though this this string of losses just kind of sunk them and it w- it would be completely different if they did have Porzingis this whole um, run after the trade deadline where you had the Rockets they've they've lost every single game right yeah. since the, since the uh, since the trade yeah. deadline Rockets Heat Nuggets Jazz Clippers Pacers the Pacers are uh, tonight on Wednesday. But they're probably going to lose the Pacers. I'm just going to throw that out there. Also, the games that Luca was not playing. If you're complaining about that, and if you're looking to those games and saying, are the Mavericks tanking? Look at this. Luka's not playing, and this team, it, this Mavericks team is not built to withstand <laughs> any kind of, of loss of their superstars, and they have two superstars gone, Porzingis and Luka. Like, that, that is just not – look at the team. Look at the team that you're, you're asking Rick Carlisle to try and fabricate a win from. It's just not going to happen. So, I, anytime Luka is out, like Isaac said, maybe we take the – you know the reason that Luca is out to to be a reason why that they are tanking, but not the play during the game. It's just what does Rick Carlisle have to actually use to try and, and win, right? Yeah, and when you look at them in the, in the standings, it's there's only two directions you can go in the standings, up or down, obviously. So when you look at this uh, the A sure. spot, <laughs> can you go sideways? When you look at the eighth spot, right now they're like seven games out. Maybe by the time you listen to this, they could be eight spots out from that eighth spot and like eight games away. That's a ton when you only have 22 games left. Um, then you look at the other direction and say, all right, right now Dallas has the eighth worst record in the league. 
the team underneath them is the Memphis Grizzlies and then the Atlanta Hawks at six and five. And, or, okay, Washington, then Memphis, then Atlanta. And so then when you, when you start looking at it that way and you say, okay, well, Atlanta is at the five spot with 20 wins. Dallas is at the eighth spot with, in, on Tankathon uh, with 26 wins. Memphis and Washington's in between them with 24 wins. So, you know, it's two game difference. So it, it's a matter of which, which direction that you're looking. And this is where we'll lay out both sides. This is where Dallas makes their decision. Yes, Dallas, their pick next year goes to the Atlanta Hawks if it's outside the top five. Obviously, if it's inside the top five. Nick has talked about the odds before. Essentially, if it's in the top four, the Mavericks keep it because at, at this point where they are in the, in the tank standings, they're, they're, it's impossible for them to get the number five pick. So, so, so yeah, I mean, there you have a couple different options if if you're the Mavs right now. You keep on fighting. You play Luka as much as you can. You go um, just straight for these rookie records, these um, records. to lock in these crazy awards for Luka and play him as much as you can. You don't set him, and you hope for a, a, a miracle type of run over these next 22 games. Or if if not that, you're still fighting and winning, trying to win games and competitive basketball and all that stuff, and you're winning for Dirk, letting him hoist shots and do his thing. The other direction is Mavericks could look at it and say, you know what, we're a couple games out from being the seventh worst record in the league. I don't know if we could get down to six, but you know, if we just play some of these games tight and we let some of them go and stuff, if that's the case, you know, they're not guaranteed anything, but they could look at it and say, you know, we'll cross our fingers. If we get to the eighth or seventh in the uh, seventh worst record in the league, we'll get there, cross our fingers, send Luca to the lottery like Kirk's been pushing for, and uh, and say, you know what, we'll just see what happens, see if we can move move up a few spots. You if can't not, send Finley again. That didn't work. <laughs> if not, the Hawks are going to get two top eight picks. So. I mean, it's it's a sucky it's a sucky spot to be in. But whatever happens at the draft lottery, we got Luka Doncic. Yes, and and you got Porzingis. And if you yeah, if you would tell me that within five drafts, the Mavericks would come away with a player like Luka and a player like Porzingis, that the Mavericks would be looked at as one of the greatest drafters in the history of the, the NBA. Right? They'd be looked at like. You know the Thunder when the Thunder drafted Harden and Westbrook and and Durant back to back to back they'd be in that kind of category because if, if you if out of five drafts you come away with two guys like that you I mean that's incredible it's amazing and if they did it they did it just by trading them if you would have said and this is a way to view it as a Mavs fan if let's say um, the worst happens let's say Dallas gets down to like six or seven and then they miss the pick. And Atlanta gets the sixth pick in the draft and the fourth pick in the draft or something. And you're bummed as a Mavs fan. Think about it this way. Let's say somebody, somebody hypothetical, obviously, came to you after the after Dennis Smith Jr. draft, after you know last year, and they said, all right, you can get Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis for three first-round draft picks. The Pelicans were wanting four future yeah, first on top of that young core and everything for Anthony Davis, which I get. Anthony Davis is AD, but if you're saying it's going to take three first round picks, I, I'm saying I'm not mentioning the players because right people would be upset about the first round pick if they miss if they miss out it come yeah. lottery night. 
So if somebody walked out and said, yeah, it would take three first-round picks for you to get Luka Doncic and Porzingis, 99 out of 100 Mavs fans are saying, sign me up. Do it. Trade them. Like, send the picks. Absolutely. Like, send those three first-round picks. We'll tr- we would trade five first-round picks if it meant us getting Luka and Porzingis. And and that's that's how you have to look at it instead of, oh, my gosh, and getting greedy with it and uh, all this stuff. Of, they could have had so. this and this and the picks and <laughs> – I wish I shouldn't have gave up the pick. Well, I'm like, you got I freaking mean, Luca. It's a no-brainer. That's why I joked with Mark Cuban on Monday in the pod. I said it was a no-brainer. He said, absolutely, no-brainer. They didn't even think twice about it. Like, they didn't, of course. The, the, we talked about the Lakers over and over again, but that's what the Lakers tried to do. They could have traded for Paul George and made that move. Instead, they're like, well, we can sign him, and then we'll keep the, keep the young guys, keep the picks, get Paul George, and get LeBron. And it didn't work out for them at all because Paul George decided to stay in Oklahoma City because they went out and traded for him. And I think people are going to be saying the same thing about Porzingis. And can you imagine if the Hawks, like Trey Young's having a stellar year, like he's doing great. But can you imagine if he was, we we're both Mo Bamba fans, but can you imagine if they got Mo Bamba and then next year, next year, their pick that they got from Dallas, they got like a Markel Fultz type of guy that was like, I don't, I hate calling him a bust already, but you know, somebody like that to where it's two prospects, two top six draft picks and, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're not studs. Then everybody would be crucifying them for it. So it's you're never guaranteed, and, and that's what Cuban said on Monday. He's like, you're never, you know, there are teams. He even said there are teams that tank, and then they just whiff on the pick. You know, like that. It doesn't. It, you're never guaranteed what that player will turn out to be, aka the Phoenix Suns, and all their uh, lottery picks that did not work out. <laughs> and now they're starting mutiny in their own locker room. So. I will say, I threw a team at you the other day, and I said, watch out for them to be the A seed in the West. And you said, stop it. Get out of here. And there's a path still for them, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Was this before or after the trade? What trade? No, this is just the other day. We were talking about, like, when we predicted the... uh, Yeah, when we predicted the playoff seeds. Well, I mean, Towns has really turned it around, man. I know. (laughs) That's why I'm... I mean, out of all of those teams outside of AD, doesn't he have – I mean – He's the best player. It, yeah, I mean, he's playing the best right now. LeBron's still the best player, but he's playing oh, the okay. best. okay, I thought you were just talking about the above him. Because right now, Minnesota's above the Lakers. Yeah, so, like, there's a path that they could they could get into that eighth spot. It's going to be crazy how that – how those seven, eight spots – I just let, – Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about what's the most fun matchup. Between all those in the eight, in the eighth seed in seven and eight, because right now those are very fluid. All right, Isaac. So right now, as it sits, and don't rule out Utah too. The Clippers are only a half game back from Utah too. So six, seven, and eight are up for grabs right now. I'm um, not here for the Clippers in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I'm at. We love Doc <laughs> now, but still. Yeah, that team. It'd be a lot of. Man, the, the lineup that they started the other night against the Mavericks kind of proves that they're not really trying to make the playoffs, right? No, I mean, they they yeah, it'd be smart for them to keep their pick. I mean, they're going to get smoked by pretty much anybody they play in the first round, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah they, they just don't have the firepower, I don't think. So, you have San Antonio, Utah, the Clippers, Sacramento, Minnesota, the Lakers. This is kind of the only teams that are within striking distance of those spots, right? Yeah. I think I think New Orleans and Dallas are kind of out. 
Okay, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I want in there. I want the Spurs at seven and the Kings at eight. I'd mm. like to see, I'd like to see the Spurs and the Nuggets because that would just be a good first test for Denver. Pop is, Pop can obviously out coach anybody, and Mike Malone's awesome. And just seeing, yeah, I'd like to see, yeah, it would be, it would just be a good first test because I feel like a lot of people, including myself still have their doubts about Denver, especially when it comes to the playoffs and the, are they just a regular season team and all that stuff. And going against DeRozan and Aldridge and, you know, some of these guys and Pop and Patty Mills and them, we've seen them draw up game plans for teams, even the, like the Warriors and play the Warriors <laughs> really good. So uh, I'm curious on it being a good first test for the Nuggets. Can we get a Minnesota-Denver first round? It's the, the rematch of the play-in game from last year. Ooh, Jokic and Towns. Jokic versus Towns. Get playoff Wiggins. That's a debate for people. Oh, playoff Wiggins. What would that be? Playoff be mode your, activated. It'd be your pipe dream right there. That's what it would be. <laughs> uh, Lakers, Golden State would kind of be fun. Oh, let's see Golden State just wax them. Yeah, just LeBron versus those guys. Sacramento just Golden. Wipe LeBron off the floor. Sacramento has played the Warriors tight in four games. They've lost all four of them in clutch. So that clutch games is like within five points with five minutes or less left to go. So all five, all four ball. of their games have been clutch games. And they've lost all of them. There's that little Bagley Durant thing that remember the other day where somebody yeah. was like, "Hey, I'm, you know, he blocked him five times, and then he got you on that rip through move. What do you think about that that matchup?" He's like, "It's not a matchup. Five, <laughs> five blocks to five one blocks. rip through move. So, fun. I mean, I think that's the matchup most everybody's wanting is that right uh, now, that yeah. Kings Warriors matchup. That that's a matchup that I'll tune in to watch like every game if I'm at home. If the Warriors play the Spurs Clippers. Timberwolves. Minnesota, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not tuning in for that. I mean, that's a sweep and see ya. See you next round. But that that would be going like OKC Jazz. I'm here for all of those games. Yeah, I'm, those would be would fun. In, Especially I, wasn't it, it was last year, right? That the the Jazz took out the Thunder. Yeah, Jazz took them out. And then if Houston and, and Portland play, that'd be fun too cuz you're getting uh a duel between Damian Lillard and uh, that's the that's the rematch from the Chandler Parsons shot. The, remember Damian Lillard true. hit that Chandler Parsons shot. He hit that that's shot true. over Chandler Parsons that made who's, him come to Dallas. <laughs> take away Harden and Chris Paul and CJ and Dame. Whose team's better? So you're telling me Nurkic versus Capella, <laughs> Eric <laughs> Gordon versus uh, Evan Turner. Evan Turner. <laughs> PJ Tucker versus Aminu. <laughs> yep. Cantor. Cantor versus Fareed. These, these teams are, are weirdly matched up. He, I mean, Houston's that. playing really well right now. Nurkic is, I made it, Nurkic is good. I don't, I don't know. I might go with Portland. Okay, I made this comment the other day, and tell me if I'm if I'm off base or not. I said in with OKC and Houston, I said that Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook is better than every rocket outside of Harden. They're both better than every rocket. So, so basically, it came down Capella to and Westbrook's better than Chris Paul. Would you take Adams over Chris Paul? Wow, it's, it's, depends on what your team needs, really. But I would take both of those guys over Chris Paul or Capella. You take Chris Paul. 
Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I do love, I love Steven Adams and I found myself defending Westbrook more this year than like going yeah. against him. And it's kind of weird for me, but the dude is still averaging a triple double. He's making an impact. That is impact. That's what, that's the only thing that stat measures is impact. The West playoffs are going to be super fun, uh, especially if LeBron misses it in his first year in the West. That would be awesome too. But if we get Philly and Boston in the first round of the East, I think that's obviously the matchup everybody oh wants gosh. to watch uh, more than anything. So. Philly and Boston. Boston, I mean, they looked terrible tonight against the Raptors. Ooh. The Raptors and the Bucks are far and away the two best teams in the East. There was the big four. I think even before the All-Star break, it seemed like there was still a big four, right? And now it just doesn't yeah. seem like there is at all. Did I ask you my big question question on this podcast? Like who which of the um of the four Eastern Conference teams has have the biggest question mark in the playoffs? Have I asked you this question? Have the biggest question mark. Oh, it's the, the Sixers which, probably, right? Which, or, which which is which is the biggest question mark come the play, come the playoffs? Not right now, come the playoffs in a playoff series. Boston's chemistry, Ben Simmons' lack of shot. Nick Nurse being a rookie head coach, the help around Giannis. The help. That made me think of that movie, The Help. The Help. Great the movie. <laughs> um, Which well, is the biggest question mark come playoff time? I don't think it's. I don't think it's Boston's chemistry. I think it's Kyrie's leadership. Let's put it like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kyrie's whole leadership thing. Um, and then Philadelphia, their depth kind of. And then yeah, Ben Simmons. Shot. See, yeah, well, I think Ben Simmons' shot is going to be huge come playoff time. It's those two guys. It's those two teams for me. Okay, I put Giannis's help because you're you're relying a lot on Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe not being team. Eric Bledsoe last year. Um, and yeah, I mean Toronto and Nick Nurse's first time through this, so as head coach, but Marcus all has been so good for them. Yeah. They're the man they look what good. a get i mean jeremy lynn and marcus Gasol as the buyout candidates are that's like your new bellinelli and Ilyasova from well the- gasol <laughs> wasn't buyout but basically oh that's true yeah yeah you're right okay delon right <laughs> hey he played all right guys there you go that's the random podcast there's gonna be some like this where we just talk about random stuff um but there you go guys remember to go to the twitter account answer the question if you had to pick <laughs> one set of twins who would you rather have brooke and robin lopez mark Eve and marcus morris i'm going with the lopez brothers peace out give me the lopez brothers for a thousand dollars alex boom <laughs>